0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So welcome to the CCB GTT Wednesday presentation call. I would like to introduce Michael Fair. Michael Fair has a wonderful book about learning iOS, personal power. Um, and he has agreed to talk to us about iOS 15, which came out little more than a week ago maybe it's two weeks ago now (laughs) being in guide dog trading i forget um and so he's going to talk to us about ios 15 and answer people's questions about it and i uh he's uh, he's on kelly and company's ami show every week talking tech he also has been on several other podcasts um with tech roundups, especially with Apple events, like Jonathan Molson and and people like that. So we're really excited that he's here with us today. And thank you very much, Michael, for coming and for um, presenting to us. So I will turn it over to you.
1: All right. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And hopefully I can help people. I'm still learning. Uh, Keep that in mind. I don't know all the answers I've, I, iOS 15 came out very recently. It's, I, I don't even think it's been two weeks yet. It's been like a week maybe. Um, it doesn't feel like that so much at once. Uh, there are a lot of changes. And uh, so far, things have been really smooth for me uh, for the most part. few little issues, but nothing major. Uh, but that really depends on your use case. Uh, I'm not really reliant on Braille at all. And uh, so there might very well be issues with Braille that I haven't encountered. Also, I type and tend to use the touch screen. I'm not one of those people who use Siri for a lot uh, other than, of course, asking questions and, and and doing small things. But for the most part, I use the, the touch screen and uh, uh, things like that and, and a Bluetooth keyboard, uh, which I think if you're doing any serious writing uh, with an iPhone, you should definitely invest in. Uh, it saves a lot of brief um so yeah uh i guess starting uh with that yeah so far my experience has been pretty smooth and uh i've i've heard reports though of 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 people having some issues and there always are uh with something this big people don't realize how complex a thing uh, an operating system like this is you know it's it's a real it, 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 you know, people tend to think, oh, you know, it's a billion dollar company. Surely they can do it perfectly. But there's you're, you're dealing with something so intricate that it, it's it's possible to miss things. Uh, and it looks like it from from what my experience has been like this time versus last time, I think they're getting better. Uh, 14 was was certainly better than 13, and this is has been a better experience so far. Than uh, than fourteen, uh, you know they've uh, they pretty much got it uh, to the point where I you know I updated and started using things and and didn't really encounter too much difficulty. Um, no- nothing show stopping, you know. Uh, some there there are changes in some of the things how they work. Um, do not disturb is a major one. This whole focus mode, uh, what they've they've done there is something I should, maybe that's a good place to start with the, with the major changes. Uh, because that, that's something I think every one of us will be able to use and benefit from. Uh, Do Not Disturb is a club. It is a blunt instrument that says, I don't want to hear from anybody. Chunk. <laughs> you turn it on and you won't be disturbed short of a nuclear hit. Uh, it's, it's very thorough. Uh, I believe you'd still possibly get emergency alerts. I'm not as sure about that. Um, but, uh, you know, the your Joe Blow friend who is asking what's up is not going to interfere with your writing. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, focus is, is do not disturb uh, evolved. Uh, basically, so what you can do is you can set uh, the focus. Uh, you, you basically set up different focus modes. and. You can have them trigger automatically based on time of day, based on where you are, based on uh, your which apps you're in. Uh, it can work that way. Or you can simply, as I like to do, just switch to it. Don't have any automations and just switch into the mode that you want. Right now I'm in work mode, uh, which basically is a bit different than do not disturb. Uh, I wanted to, to sort of make sure I didn't, you know, miss any, anything too important, uh, but I don't want calls from everybody and, and anything like that. So uh, you try to find that middle ground, and that's what focus really lets you do. So, um, like right, right now, like if, if uh, I, I actually have just received my new iPhone, but if I hadn't, uh, I, I would be very uh, leery of turning on Do Not Disturb. Uh, during this because of course the package could arrive and uh, you know it's a bit more of a hassle to uh, to have to go get someone to help go get it so now you can sort of have your cake and eat it too you can set a focus mode I've got one for reading when I'm reading books that says and mostly I don't want to be disturbed if apps generate notifications unless it's really sent urgent and whatever I don't want to hear about it so you can sort of tailor that. And then I have, I can make exceptions. I say, but the delivery app that that tells me when my packages are here, I want that to be able to notify me of things. I want to hear those right away. So you can really customize uh, what gets through and what doesn't in terms of apps and in terms of people. And it gives you even one more thing to wrestle with those temptations to play games when you should be working. And that is that you can can choose, you can either make a home page. Specific to that focus mode. So, for example, I could include, I can make a page, uh, a home screen, and then say this only shows up when work is on, and it contains all the apps I might need for work and nothing else. So, that is a pretty powerful way to limit the temptation uh, that some people wrestle with. Uh, So, a lot of work this in this iOS is about setting boundaries for yourself. And, you know, dealing with the distraction and temptation. And uh, I I think that's a direct response to the pandemic and the situation we've all found ourselves in. Uh, A few features are late. This is something else people should be aware of, is Apple has had to do some damage control this time because they they advertise something called SharePlay, which would let you essentially watch a movie uh, together with your friends in, in like a FaceTime group. And you'd all be watching something at the same time and reacting to it at the same time. So you'd be able to converse and hear each other and see each other, you know, sort of react to whatever it is you were listening to or watching. Uh, of course, all of you would have to be Apple subscribers to do this, uh, but that's kind of the idea behind SharePlay. And that really stole the show at the last major Apple event. Uh, their WWDC keynote that they had they did in June and uh unfortunately they've had to delay that they've they've hit some snags and uh it it's still coming out later this fall they say but they i i don't have a date for when that's going to happen uh there's i've heard some chatter that it's back in the beta it's being tested again um but of course beta testers are you know they they have to be somewhat careful of what they say um, so you can't always get all the details until it actually emerges. Um, so right now, uh, you know, with with uh, what's out now, there's uh, the focus mode is probably the biggest biggest change. So with that, once you select a focus mode, uh, once you create a focus mode, you go into settings, you go into focus, and you can tailor or or adjust uh, focus modes already there. So there's do not disturb. Uh, there's one for sleep and there's one for work. Uh, I believe there's a personal one as well, and you can take those and and tweak them. They're already there and there's sort of a default setting, uh, you know, group of, of settings for those. So do not disturb is basically built to function like the old do not disturb pretty much. And so that's, that's sort of ready-made for you. Um, and you can also customize. I, I created one specifically for online meetings where I can, ha- I can sort of specify. It's a bit different than work. And if I'm, you know, I might want certain other apps to be able to notify me of things behind the scenes. So you can sort of, it gives you that, that room to tweak if you want. Uh, and that's all done in settings. Uh, so you go through configuring the focus mode and you'd say, okay, who can call me? Uh, allow everyone or allow favorites or uh, allow certain people. You can specify the people from your contacts. Um, you can then do the same for apps. What apps do you want to allow to notify you? And then uh, for each case, there's like a catch-all. So there's, if, you know, if you have a time-sensitive, uh, do you want time-sensitive notifications from other apps that you're not allowed otherwise to to break through? And you can say yes or no. And and you can say, do you want to allow favorite callers or repeat calls through things like that? So there's a lot of ways you can sort of control exactly, you know, the kind of barrier against interruption that that you're making. Once you have the focus modes set up, you can control. You can switch between them in uh, in the control uh, center. So you go uh, you you go to the top of of the screen and you flick you go down a couple beeps. So you hold your finger, slide down until you get to the second beep and release. And uh, it it gets you to control center. And then there's a focus button. And if you double tap that focus button, that will activate whatever focus is is the currently selected option. You can turn that on or off like a toggle. So if that's do not disturb, then when the focus is selected, it it says uh, focus selected, do not disturb and that means it's on. If there's if it just says focus when you go over the button, that means there's no focus selected. So that's it's it's a bit different than that do not disturb on or off switch. So it takes a bit of getting used to. If you triple tap that focus button, tap 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 with one finger, uh you get into uh the focus settings where you can, you can choose a different focus to be the, re- the ready one that's ready to switch on and off. So you might change that to work or you might change that to sleep or reading or something. And then you can uh, basically double tap um, to select that. And then you can, you can easily activate and deactivate that, You know, based on, on what's on the control center at that point. The focus, instead of saying, do not disturb, it would say reading or whatever focus you selected. And you can then switch that, select that to turn it on, deselect that to turn it off. So it minimizes what has to be on the control center is basically how that works. It, 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 the, the people who do iOS are always trying to hide away clutter until it's needed. So it, it, it will, there's a bit of a learning curve to this. You'll, you'll have to sort of get used to that. But that's, it, that's kind of the focus feature in a nutshell. I'm writing the section about that for the new edition of my guide right now. And I'll probably take the next week to to really batter that into proper shape. Um, But that's essentially how this works. Uh, There are a lot of different changes, hundreds of, and some of them are very small iterative things. Uh, Some of them are very uh, kind of larger uh, and, and more noticeable, but certainly in the accessibility spaces, uh, you know, these changes can be um, a bit, bit more iterative than than revolutionary. Uh, one of the, the things I was going to make sure to go over today was the voiceover quick settings. So this is, for a lot of people, the rotor is is just too cumbersome. It's too, too many settings that you want on it, or they have trouble turning the rotor to get to the settings that they want. Uh, it, it can be a, a bit of a nuisance. So what they've come up with, is a sort of a between step called voice, uh, Voiceover Quick Settings, and what it basically does is you can have a set of small uh, settings. And there's in in Voiceover Settings, in the main Voiceover Settings section in Accessibility, you can set this quick setting uh, system up and choose which you can you can rearrange the order of the settings and quick settings. And you can also choose which of the of the options you want included in that setting. So anything is it's very similar to the rotor in in terms of anything selected is present as you uh, when you're in the quick settings, it's meant to think of the quick settings like a pocket. It's a smaller pocket of settings. So instead of going all the way into settings, accessibility, voiceover, you can just tap your fingers Tap two fingers four times, tap, 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 and that's so a two finger quadruple tap, and that will get you into these quick settings and then you'll have access to anything that you've selected that that you want there, and you can you can like I say, customize the order so for example, um, maybe you find that the rotor is too cluttered if you have speed, character, you know uh, the different things like that, uh, speed, volume. Uh, Language. Language seems to be, you you always have to have it on the road, right, at least as far as I can see. Um, It it seems to be dimmed in terms of selecting or deselecting it. Um, But other things like uh, uh, character, uh, speed, um, navigation style is a new one that I'll get to in a bit. Um, There's all sorts of the other settings you, could, you can take like typing mode. There's another one. You can have it so you can change typing modes at will uh, in, in quick settings. Um, whether whether or not to describe images, uh, turn on, uh, on and off recognition for screen recognition or image recognition, uh, all kinds of things like that. You can put in these quick settings. So that frees up your rotor. You still use your rotor for say navigation. There's no way you can navigate from in, settings you have to use your rotor to you know go by and turn it to characters or words or lines to read back and forth through apps and things um but it, it, you know you can you can really cut down on the amount of stuff on your rotor that you have to turn through in order to reach what you want to do so things like text selection that's that's for the rotor you, you really you wouldn't want that in quick settings um and you, you can't have it there um so there's certain things you cannot put in quick settings, but a lot of the the stuff like turning on and off handwriting mode or braille input, uh, different things like that, you can have in in the quick settings and access it there. So instead of going turning the rotor to get to speaking rate, no, and then adjusting up it, up and down, you can put speaking rate in. Uh, quick settings and then eliminate it from your rotor. And then you'd have one less thing on your rotor and you have in quick settings, you can go up and down to adjust the, uh, speaking. Needs. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's just different. It's a different pocket of these settings. Now, one thing you want to be careful of is that you don't have the select, the whatever you select in quick settings, um, you know, if you have it, make sure it says selected in the quick settings section of voiceover settings so that it appears in the quick settings pocket that you access by the, the quadruple tap, right? So it's, a it, again, it's one of these things I'll take a bit one, of getting two, used to. Three. Yeah, so uh, f- two fingers, four times quickly, tap, 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 right? And yeah, and and it will go in there. tap, tap. And then you you can flick through the different settings that are in there, uh, and and you can, Uh-oh. like I say, you can make that as as long or as short as as you like it to be, um, similar to the rotor. So in both of these methods, you can remove or add things by make it in the various in the relevant settings, making sure they're selected if you want them. So yeah. Um, so we've got that's that's kind of the quick settings and i think for for a lot of people that's going to be a really big big nice change especially for beginners who are really struggling with that rotor this lets you move things like the uh you know the the speed the you know the volume uh typing style all those things that you might really need to to be able to access and change uh Fairly often, but not as often, like, it's, it's. think of it like an interim step uh, before you go to voiceover settings, right? So you want setting, you want to put things in the quick settings that you want to, you, you feel you're going to need to change, you know, fairly often, but you don't want to have to wade through the, you know, into voiceover settings to do it every time, right? You want to be able to stay in your app or wherever you might be, go into quick settings, quickly deal with whatever change you want to make to voiceover, and get out of that quick settings back right to your app, right? So that's, that's what it's designed for. And I think it's, it's really going to help a lot of people. Um, and, and then you still have to know the rotor. So don't go thinking you can ditch the rotor. You cannot because the rotor is how you navigate. The rotor is how you select text, uh, cut and paste, do all that sort of stuff. So either way you slice it, you still need that rotor and you need to know how to use it, but, uh, it, it does really cut down on the clutter of that rotor. So I, I think that'll help hopefully, uh, you know, people struggling with, with, uh, just the sheer amount of stuff on the rotor, it, it will ease that burden, uh, for them. So, uh, there are other changes in voiceover, uh, one of which the other one that's really sort of what i think of is up front is uh navigation style you can navigate uh similar to people in uh, who might be familiar with how macs have operated you can go in and out of elements and groups of elements and this kind of introduces that on the iphone so the two finger left and right swipe will get you in and out of a group and you hear a little sound a little brip sound when you go over something where uh, a group is. So um, for example, the weather app is, is a really good example of this. It, it's a basically a bit of a sprawl. You go in there and it's a, it's a wonderful app. It, it has all the information you'd want. Uh, Apple has really done a great job, uh, particularly for sighted people. For blind people though, uh, you, you can be stuck sort of feeling around the screen or you, you would be stuck uh, largely doing that and sort of scrolling up and down with three fingers swipe up and down to sort of get it get to the section of what you want. Uh, but group navigation really can save the day if you turn on the navigational style, turn set that to group instead of flat. Flat is the classic mode that you're all used to, uh, and grouped is the new mode. And when you're in the grouped mode, uh, this helps with apps like weather where things are are sort of grouped, but it's not, if you're not, if you can't see it, it's not as obvious. Um, so uh, basically if you if you are going around in the weather app and you come to a section that like is say air quality, it, you might hear a little blip there. And if you go, if you swipe right to go into that uh, group, it will keep you from straying out of that group. And then you can flick right and read over all the settings Uh, all all the information in the air quality section, which gives you like the air quality of now and the air quality uh, uh, compared to what it was yesterday. And it also, it nicely tells you uh, sort of other information about it as, as well, um, including like how safe it is and such. So that's, that's kind of nice to have. And that applies to things like forecasts, like when you're in an area that, that of the weather app that gives like a 10 day forecast or a, hourly forecast, you can go into that. Uh, if you hear that little sound, the group, it's this little sound that indicates, indicates a group. And if you fl- uh, do that gesture, flick uh, right with two fingers, uh, it will get you into that group. And then you can go through that forecast without straying off of it into other things. And then when you want to leave that group again, you, you flick left with two fingers and you're back out of that group and you can get, get to the other parts of the the massive amount of information that's now on the weather app. So it's, it's yeah, uh, uh, I wish news had this uh, as well. News doesn't, it doesn't work as well with, and I don't know why that is, whether they're using artificial intelligence to figure out what is and is not a group, or whether there are some markers in apps that kind of tell voiceover that this is a group of things, this isn't. Because it, 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 to me, it hasn't seemed a very consistent going from app to app as to exactly when it will work. And sometimes you'll think, oh, it'll be great here. And then it doesn't really do much at all for you there. Uh, I found in news, it was particularly uh, useless in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> so the still the best way to get around Apple news is to still scroll up and down with three fingers and, and look for headings um, with the with the rotor. So yeah, um, there's there's those changes. But a lot of, of power is happening behind the scenes. And this is something that I, I always tell people, take time to really poke around because uh, you know VoiceOver uses the artificial intelligence now. They started this really seriously in, in uh, iOS 13 and, and now 14 and 15 takes it to another level. So what they've done is they've increased, they've fine-tuned what they started in, uh, well, really 14, with the recognition. And now it's even better at recognizing images and elements of apps, doing all those things, uh, recognizing text and images. Uh, all of that's incorporated in voiceover recognition. And that uses the artificial intelligence on your device. And this is kind of a new thing. So anyone with an iPhone 10 and above, roughly, um, basically will be able to have... Uh, all of this happen on their device. So it's not going out to the cloud and to Apple to try and tap Siri for answers. If this is using the artificial intelligence on your device to process this stuff, to recognize these images uh, and, and give you descriptions of things. So a lot's happening there. And that's why it requires an iPhone 10 or above is because you need a lot of processing power to make decisions like that rapidly. And give you good descriptions of images without having you wait on, on an element for, for that description to be generated for a while. So that's it's uh, a lot of the focus this year on voiceover has been put into that back end of things, into this sort of uh, area of artificial intelligence deployment and, and what it can do to help us get more out of our iPhones. Now, one thing I haven't done yet is tested it on a less than perfectly accessible app and see if the, the uh, screen recognition that really recognizes elements in apps is, is much better. I, I, there's still a lot of work I have to do in terms of, of learning about what they've done, uh, new features and things. Uh, but there's, there's an awful lot there. Um, notifications in, uh, Notifications, you can get summaries now. So you can tell apps, uh, you can in the notification settings, you can tell whether or not, you know, like you always could, how you want, whether you want banners, whether you want quietly delivered notifications that just appear in your notification center, and whether you want uh, things to be added to the summary that you can now get. You can have summaries at preferred times of day when you have time to look them over. And they'll contain all the notifications. Uh, it, it does some artificial intelligence work to try and estimate what's most important to you. Um, and I, I haven't found a way to sort of adjust that. Uh, so it, it's going to be organizing what comes first. Uh, it, it, it won't exclude things, uh, but it will, it will prioritize what it thinks you're interested in based on what you do. So it's learning as you're using your iPhone. Um, it, you know, it's learning your habits and uh, trying to be the best steward of, of your time as it can. So uh, beware aware that's, that's happening in the background. And you can decide, uh, especially with the focus modes as well, uh, if, note, if notifications appear and they, they can't be allowed through because of the focus mode, uh, they'll still be delivered to your notification center. That'll always happen. And also they'll end up in the summary as well. That you'll be you'll get uh, notified of uh, at at your convenience when you've selected that for that to happen. Uh, for example, I have uh, it set to eight a.m. and eight p.m. I'll get a summary of these of all the notifications that I might not have looked at, and I can go through and go, oh, okay, that happened, that happened, and you know, at my ledger, kind of look that over. Now, time sensitive notifications um, are deemed too important to, to have that happen, so they'll still appear um, you know, as normal. So, but you can say if an app is bugging you saying that something is time like Uber Eats has a lot that is, uh, is time sensitive because of course, especially when you're getting your meal delivered. Uh, but they also have things that you, that, that like advertisements and things that you might not care about until later. Uh, so Uber Eats, I, I wouldn't sort of interfere with, uh, but there are other apps, uh, Kindle, comes to mind. It gives you notifications when authors release books that you might want to know about, and I do like to know about new books from authors I like. But I don't. I, I would be annoyed if I if if I was going along like this, and it suddenly says, you know, in my ear that oh, a new an author you like has just released this book. You know, I didn't need to know that right now. Thank you very much. Right. So that's the kind of thing that you can say if an app is is bothering you with too many of these things that you really feel aren't important to you. You can go in and set those notifications to be deemed not immediate. Uh, if something's labeled as immediate, uh, that means it's it's time sensitive and will be let through. But if it's labeled as not immediate, uh, any, any kind of focus that that you know limits notifications is is going to stop those notifications from coming to you and bothering you, and they will be uh, you know added to the summary. You can actually have set it to just automatically add notifications to the summary from a given app, if you want to, uh, right from the get-go. So you have a lot more control over notifications. And of course, with these focus modes, you have a lot more control about who can bother you when. So that I think will help a lot of different people. Um, Other things uh, that I've added, one of my favorites is in the notifications, or sorry, in the notes app, uh, they 've added tags, so what that means is I can organize notes based on a word that uh, a number sign followed by a word like a hashtag right so i can have i have an a uh, file of notes of what I have to do to finish my book um in reminders you can have tags and reminders as well and uh you know so you can have these tags uh I have one for Kelly and company just Kelly Co. uh the tags it It seems to like one word tags. Um, I think you can have more words if you put dashes between the words. You just can't have a space, basically, in a tag. So uh, you might have hashtag groceries, right? And then you can put in, um, you know, uh, groceries. Although I would use reminders for that. You can actually have reminders that either have dates or don't have due dates. uh, And you can just check them off as you... uh, you know, as you get them. So I, I have created a list called groceries and reminders. And that's the thing. Tags and mentions have been added to reminders and notes. So this is uh if you make a note and you mention someone from your contacts or someone like that after an at sign. So you precede it with an at sign, then you type in person's name or whatever, and that person will be notified that you're you 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 know you mentioned them in a note, and then you'll both be able to interact with that note um, as long as you're sharing notes. So things like that are, are now possible uh, as well. So that both of these things really can help collaboration. You can, you can mention people in reminders and you can mention people in notes and you can tag notes and reminders and those tags, you don't have to, you're not limited to one tag. You can have multiple tags in a note or in a reminder and that, and, and create what are called smart folders which which can combine those tags. So if you have notes on magic and notes on uh I don't know uh medicine you could you could combine you could have a, fo- a folder that combines those two things and and brings up the note all the notes tagged with magic and all the notes tagged with medicine uh and, you know as long as there's that tag in any note uh, it would appear in a folder called Magic and Medicine that you created to be a smart folder and gather those up. So there's there's lots of new power there in those things to uh, to change, uh, you know how notes are used. Uh, and this has added a lot to uh, the the notes app all in in one go. In fact, I've I used to use a note uh, a thing called Bear, an app called Bear, to take notes because it had tags and now i don't need to do that anymore uh, because the apple the regular apple notes app has tags which is really all i was needed from there so you know it uh it's really increased the power of what people can do with with the apps already on their phone in a lot of different ways Uh, maps is another one that's gotten updated there's a lot more information coming to maps I've only begun to dabble in that. I haven't really made a ton of use of maps. Uh but apparently there's an interactive globe. It doesn't look like you can zoom out that far. I tried earlier to do that. Uh but I, I can get to the point where I'm 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 seeing continents, but I can't it doesn't seem to have information sort of about those continents unless I'm still missing stuff, which is very likely. Uh I've, like I say I've just recently gotten hold of this stuff. I don't beta test because I need my phone to work. It's how I let deliveries into my apartment. So uh, I, I'm only really diving into these changes now along with everybody else. Um, so there's, there's quite a bit. There's, there's tons of other changes. Uh, like I say, hundreds of them. Uh, some of them are in FaceTime. You can uh, have group calls. You can have a grid kind of display with all the tags of all the people's names in a group. You can adjust how your mic sounds. You can have it isolate or you can have it wide spectrum. I haven't played with FaceTime yet. So again, this is an area that I I sort of have to delve into soon and really get a handle on uh, for the guide, if nothing else. Uh, So there's there's a lot there, and and of course when share play arrives finally, that's even going to be more um, in in terms of that. Uh, there have been a few changes to fitness. Uh, they have some degree of meditation now. Uh, I don't think it, it. I don't think people at Headspace or Calm have to worry yet, uh, but it's it's there. Uh, so people might want to look at that. I I would imagine uh, you know the meditation stuff would be useful for blind people. A lot of the fitness stuff isn't um, uh, just because of how it's done. It's not really described, you know, the workout moves and such, but they're, they're adding more to it. Uh, Pilates and yoga, I believe are the the latest major additions. Uh, And uh, you know, there's, there's things in that, that I'm, I'm hoping over time Apple will figure out how to make more worthwhile for blind people. Uh, But people might find some use Uh, in, in, uh, in some of these things in the fitness app and certainly the walk, there are walking discussions in there that where you go for a walk while you're listening to a podcast, uh, essentially a podcast from someone interesting, talking about various things in their lives as you walk. Uh, the idea being that it's supposed to keep you interested in just going and not realizing that your legs are killing you or whatever. So that, you know, those are useful. Uh, (laughs) so yeah, um, so there's, there's lots more, uh, you know, t- changes. Uh, it, it just, it, I, I, it's, it's kind of overwhelming at this stage. I'm still sort of looking around, finding out new things as I go. Um, Safari, there's another thing that's going to impact a lot of people right away because the address bar has moved to the bottom. Um, it used to be up at the top, and now it's down at the bottom right by the tab bar uh the bar with the, the back forward share refresh right you go left of that bar uh flick left of that and then you you get to a microphone thing you can do a voice search right in safari and then there's there's the address bar where you type in your addresses and you double tap on that and you can open that up. You can collapse it as well uh along with the uh you know I think you can you can tap the toolbar as well and, and collapse that um, so there are a few things like that that are going to really jar you. Uh, Safari, I, I think they've they've done a lot with uh, probably definitely more than I've discovered so far. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's still the page settings thing on the. It's kind of on the top, uh, kind of the left of the toolbar. You can double tap and get at the the settings to get reading mode and things like that. If if you're a user of that. Um, to get rid of the ads and stuff and things on the page that still works um, things of that nature so there's there's a lot in uh, Safari that uh, sort of under the hood as well um, that that uh, hopefully will lead to better connectivity less frustration I'm still having issues where pages I'll go to a page and for some reason voiceover loses is focus on it and I just get a blank until I hit the address bar, all of that's still there, but the page is unreadable until I go back to that page load it again, put it in the name of the address bar, load it up again. And then it's suddenly there. And I, I, I doesn't think, I don't think I've done anything differently, but sometimes for some reason, the page just loads oddly and doesn't voiceover doesn't catch it or something. And it, it won't focus. So just be aware. You're probably going to have to um, to deal with that and just, and, just go back to the page. I've tried refreshing and that doesn't seem to solve it. I generally have to go into the address bar, go to that page again, navigate to that page again, and then it works. I have no idea what does this. <laughs> it might be something on my end that I've accidentally set, but I have, I have yet to figure that one out. Uh, but if you encounter that, that's that's how I've solved that one. Um, now, other browsers might, uh, you might have better mileage there. I don't know, I I generally, uh, don't use anything other than Safari for the most part. Uh, you know, I've had some success with Firefox. Uh, there are other things like Ecosia that uh, you can use, um, a few things like that. Um, so you do have other options. Uh, I've heard Google Chrome is less workable now, but I don't I don't really have much idea as to why. Um, but there are other, other alternatives if people are shopping around for a different browser. I would recommend... Uh, you know, if, in, in general, if you're looking for alternatives to apps that you've found have changed or aren't working for you, uh, go to applevis.com and check there because chances are someone else has encountered the struggles that you have and they might have even found an app that solves the problem. So it's a good place to stop. And they have uh, you know, people who have been beta testing a lot of these features are on the Applevis committee. And so you have guides, and they always have a good summary of the accessibility changes, um, any bugs that have been introduced, uh, and anything that's been fixed, and so forth. Uh, with each release, they do a really good job of of getting introducing the new features and explaining, uh, especially when you, when they get their podcasts out, uh, and you can get those. Uh, they've they've really uh, they've helped. A, a lot of people over the years and i I can't recommend them highly enough uh they do a magnificent just a wonderful wonderful job um, so yeah that i've with with iOS, it's one of these things that uh there's there's lots to play with uh updates uh in terms of iOS you can choose now uh whether to update to iOS or stay on fourteen and get security updates. Uh, if you're a Braille user, uh, and sometimes there have been pretty nasty Braille bugs in first releases. I haven't really found uh, any trouble uh, as I've, I've, I use my Braille display mainly for reading and, you know, Kindle books, things like that. So far, I haven't had any issues, but, uh, you know, I, I don't type with my Braille display. I'm much, much faster on a Bluetooth keyboard. So there might be problems there. Uh,
0: Sorry, I, Michael. I'm I've been using Braille extensively in 15, and I haven't noticed huge, not as bad as, as some other releases. Oh, that's good um, to know. I think some people might be, but I'm I'm noticing it's a bit snappier. Actually, I'm finding it pretty good myself. So, just if I know there's a few Braille users on the call, so just wanted yeah, to well, chime that in.
1: So it's not a universal. I have seen tweets uh, like you. Some people have found it better, and other people have unfortunately kind of run into stuff. And I don't know whether it's display specific. That's a that's a possibility, or it could be something else. So just just be aware of that. Um, you know, uh, it's unfortunately there's a bit of a history there with Braille and uh, issues like that. Um, but you know, so far. I've personally have found 15 to be, I'm very glad I upgraded uh, to it. I, uh, you know, there's a lot to like. There's a lot of really new, neat stuff in here. Uh, The focus mode is worth its weight in gold, Um, you know, and the new voiceover functionality, the quick settings, I'm already getting used to it and uh, really liking that. Um, Siri on device, much more responsive. And, uh, I've, I've so far liked that, but then I, I, you know, people use Siri for different things. I was hearing from someone earlier in this call who was talking about email, uh, not being able to send emails for people. Uh, I would never have thought to use Siri to really do that. Uh, I tend to use it for other things. So, you know, these things, sometimes a showstopper for one person is no problem for another. And that's something else to, to keep in mind. Um, but, in general, I think people should be feeling you know pretty safe to update it's uh you know it's it's a much better experience than uh than I think I've had uh you know going back to maybe ten um, you know they've they've really uh they've obviously learned from prior experience and have have uh gotten their procedures in better order because this uh i I was waiting to see on release day, you know, waiting for those show-stopping oh nuts bugs that that would just you know uh, rattle everyone's fury buttons. But uh, but it, it it went much better than uh, than than I expected given past experience. So yeah, clearly they're learning. I'd like to see us get to a point where we where we genuinely don't have to worry about something that works not working with the next release. I would love to see Apple get to that level of testing and quality control, uh, but that that might be a pipe dream. I don't know, maybe it's, maybe there's so much going on that we'll never sort of get to that stage, uh, you know, cause it, it it is, it feels, it's the iPhone is one of these things that feels very simple to use. It's just this flat slab that can do so much but a ton is going on underneath, you know the artificial intelligence in there can apparently do like it puts you know some supercomputers to shame uh in in terms of uh, of that there's there's a lot of power being used to make our experience simpler with with these things
2: well, thank you very much jason this is really interesting and um a couple of things oh the it's Rosa- mike actually it's, it's mike oh my i'm sorry
0: he, he um, sounds a teeny bit like Jason Fair, but not. Oh uh, no, I just got <laughs> the name wrong. Um, yeah, so
2: I just wanted to say, first of all, that's interesting about the rotor and the quick settings. So it looks like you can have the best of both worlds. Rotor, you still can have your rotor as you have, and yet you can still do the voiceover quick settings for other yeah. For, yeah it, so that's it good.
1: No, nothing really excludes either. You can have no. both op any options op- on both if you want them on both. You, you yeah. can basically have it any way you like it, so it's, okay. it's well, very good. very customizable. And,
2: uh, Kim, I, I just I, it sounds like Braille screen input still works okay. I well, Braille I screen
0: input is fine. Uh, oh, good. I use
2: and that. And Braille the time. display
0: seems to be for me, it seems to be okay. But I do know there are some people who say that it's it's a bit laggy when they're typing. But I'm not. I haven't noticed that. And Braille screen input does seem to work, no problem. Oh, that's I haven't good. had any yeah. problem. And oh, if anyone else on the call uh, is using <laughs> Braille screen input, you could tell us if you're having a problem, but <clears> I haven't <throat> I haven't had a problem. Um, one other yeah. Braille thing that I know we talked about before in the Braille group, when you're in a text message and you press enter, it doesn't send it. It does give you a new line now. So that's kind of good because oh, we, oh, we kind of talked about yeah. that. So oh, that's I'm interesting. That. So yeah. that's that's another real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, well, that's um, great. That's and good. you just have to go over and touch the send button to send it. Um, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that one seems to be fixed, or in 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 this one. So yeah. Oh, that's good.
2: And the other thing that I was on the um, Canadian Assistive Tech group yesterday. What somebody said in the new iOS 15 that. You don't get notifications of texts coming in, like some of the notifications don't come in. Have you experienced that, Mike? Or I've anybody? gotten
1: now. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking back now. I, I tend to get my messages. Like people send me messages, but you, yeah, they, you
2: get them, but you don't get a notification, or do you get a notification?
1: I I, I tend to get notified,
2: even with fifteen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't oh that's
2: interesting. Okay, yeah. some a couple of people mentioned that yesterday. Can't remember offhand, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Ooh, keep an ear out for that. I uh I so far things have been working well, but uh, I'll definitely keep a it, it could maybe there's a specific type of that that could there's so many ways I can think of where maybe something is screwing up uh for some people th- about there. So I'll, I'll definitely keep an ear out for any uh especially uh, people should check. Um there are a couple of good sources. Uh, Apple, this of course is, is grand central for all the information about <clears throat> problems and stuff, but also lists like the iPhone. Um, that's a really good list, uh, for, for blind iPhone users.
2: Oh, the and, iPhone. Uh,
1: oh. yeah. V is in Victor, uh, yep. the iPhone. And, uh, there's, uh, it looks like someone is trying to start a new list called blind apples. I that's just getting off the ground, I guess. Mm. Uh, but there's, there are lots of these email lists with people who, uh, who are pretty knowledgeable and, and watch out for these, uh, these these trouble spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one
0: of the things oh, that you. we did say, though, Peg, on Monday in our, our, our tech chat, where open chat, um, we were talking a bit about iOS 15 a little bit, and uh, someone pointed out, and I don't remember who it was on the call, to make sure that when you upgrade, though, some settings may have reverted to something else. So Apple does this oh, sometimes. Yeah. They'll turn on something or turn off something. So you might want to, People might want to go through their notification settings just to see if that's yeah. turned off or something's turned off that they were used to having on. Because because that is true. That someone pointed yep. it out the other day that sometimes you should sort of look through all your settings just to see. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. And, yeah. and check because because yeah, Apple might decide that one thing is a better default setting than another. <clears throat> that's true. And, well, that's uh, good to know. Yeah. So it's it's just a good idea. Make sure everything, and that goes beyond notifications. I I would look through, mm-hmm. if especially, and it should be your first thought. If you find if something goes wrong, like something isn't behaving like you expect, first thought should be okay. What is, is settings has some something changed in settings, right? Because yeah. that, that's a lot easier than oh my god my phone's busted mm-hmm. or oh my goodness something has you know uh, settings is thankfully. It's a matter of changing the setting to what it was. Uh if 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 indeed that's the the problem. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Pei.
3: Thanks. Hi, Michael. Uh, you are a wealth of information.
1: Um well. <laughs> <laughs> these, these updates put me right back into the spot of, Oh my goodness. There's so much of it. I'm, I'm a wash in information at the moment.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> a lot. In it. <laughs> um, getting like you mentioned focus. And I was one of those on the cat call the other day that mentioned that um, not, and I haven't had any issues with uh, text messaging. I'm getting my notifications, but notifications are all gone in email. And uh, I have gone through every settings, you know, every notification settings, through mail, through notifications, you know, down to the mail in notifications, reset them. I have no other course to go. But when you mentioned focus, I was wondering if you've had enough in focus. Is there an area where maybe focus has turned off mail notifications
1: uh i don't think they would be any different than other medication uh notifications it would treat it as the same sort of thing so you could look in um in the different focuses and and see what they're fine-tuning and then also uh check uh in in the mail in the settings uh for whatever mail app uh you might be using uh I've I've just noticed actually that that Gmail has gone and changed how their whole app is is laid out. Um but thankfully at least so far uh it I I use a badge like I have the notification set to adjust the badge on on the icon so it just goes the number changes if you know an email is is That's in That's right. And it, that still is working like it ought to. I I still get a number there and it still increases uh very <laughs> rapidly sometimes. Right, yeah. I've,
3: I've got that, you know, that's all working. It's just, and there's been other people. Apparently, Apple is aware of it, so it might be a bug. Uh, just so anybody on the call, it's not a major thing. It's just that if you were used to getting a ding or whatever, when ma- emails came in and then you could grab your phone and say, ah, there it is, uh, those are all gone. And uh, so I was just wondering if you had heard more about it, or if you thought maybe Focus had something to do with it. So
1: I I kind of doubt it's a Focus specific thing, but it, it is a possibility. That, that that's one of these things yeah. Af, Apple is going to have to look into. Uh, on that same note, uh, or lack of a note in this case, the anyone who uses a one of these clock apps to give you chimes at regular hours or intervals, uh, those uh, there seems to be a problem uh, that has crept in. Uh, the the main one I've heard of is this, this Westminster chimes one, Uh, a lot of people using that all of a sudden it didn't work. And, uh, that was, uh, that was pretty much noticed right away on the first day. And I've, I've seen loads and loads of complaints about that ever since, uh, these, some of these apps, people might not realize some of these time telling apps are very old and a lot of them are they wouldn't sell too well because not like people sighted people could just look down at the clock right they don't necessarily want chimes uh as much so you know these these things and now of course the apple watch can do the work of giving chimes or you know tactile indications of the time so there's even less demand so a lot of these apps are kind of hanging in the breeze and uh the, the i know the westminster chimes fellow is going to look into updating the app but it, for for him this is a hobby so he's he made that really clear that look you know this is you know <laughs> i'll look into this when time permits kind of thing so but he is certainly willing uh to do that and to uh i guess he's going to approach apple as well and uh so people shouldn't delete that app yet it still might be saved uh but right. th- this this kind of thing can happen now you know every time these updates happen. Sometimes it breaks how apps work, and it, you know if an app has been you know left unupdated for a long stretch of time, uh, you know it might it might just not be workable anymore. You might have to find a replacement. So you know that that will you know sometimes happen with with a, an app release.
0: And also, uh, Mike, I noticed that there's many, many app updates in the first week, two weeks, three weeks. So don't be impatient. Like, don't be too yeah, <laughs> impatient because the developers are working on the update. So maybe just keep the apps around for a while and, and see what happens, oh. I guess. No. Okay,
1: we, just, we just got someone uh, writing in that there's if you have a mail app with multiple accounts, you have to set a, uh, a custom setting for each account. So you'd have to set each account to give you that. notification. Oh, so that's good. Now you mentioned earlier that iPhone 10 and above, did, where does the SE
3: 2020 fit in all this? Okay, and then- that,
1: that had a, I believe it was a 13 or a 14 chip. And I can't remember which uh, either way, you're well within range. You're going to be supported for at least another few years. And you're certainly uh, you'll be able to anything related to the artificial intelligence uh, updating uh, is, is you're going to be fine with it. It should perform quite well. Um, so th- that that shouldn't be the source of any frustration uh, if you update. Now, Mike, give us a tell us about your book and how we can get it
3: because your books have been. Like, your first generation was a fabulous book. We shared with many people, and I certainly want to hear more about your second edition.
1: Well, the second edition, uh, you know, it's is. I had some delusion that I could do it before Christmas, but no, uh, it's it's going to be a uh, well, fair I'm ball. Gonna, but you know, uh, we want to get Yeah, well, it, it's. We'll uh, get
0: them back on here when it's imminent, and absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, know, know you yeah. have people who want it. Absolutely. Yes, yes, I've,
0: it's a wonderful book.
1: It's, I've it's, gotten regular it's, inquiries about when if I'm doing another one. Please, can I do another one? And when, when is it going to be ready? And it's like, well, yeah. I'm one person and Apple isn't paying me. So it's well, for sure. We know. Working, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do intend to uh, to have it for iOS 15. I want it as, as soon as I can get it uh, ready and out there. Now, I don't know. I haven't contacted the people who did the Braille and the uh, DAISY versions of that. So that's that's something. As I get closer to finishing, I'm going to do that. Hopefully, they'll be eager for round two and not still recovering, Uh, especially the lady who edited my first draft, uh, Jean Menzies was her name. She's uh, done a wonderful job of that. And uh, the second edition will be all the better for for that work. She caught a lot of spelling mistakes and all kinds of different things. So, you know, that uh, uh, thankfully this time the spell check stuff is working. uh, So I'll be able to catch more and (laughs) do more of this myself. so it it's in in work and uh yeah, uh hopefully uh we'll have it uh I'm thinking probably March in that range, I'm gonna aim for. Uh and we'll see how that goes. But that's that's kind of
0: my thoughts on that at the moment.
1: Well sign us up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. One is one thing I do like in 15 is if you're in the native mail app and say you're you open a message. And then you hit delete and it just goes to the next message. In 14, it wouldn't tell you the subject of that message. It would say all kind of weird numbers. But now it does tell you the subject properly of that message in voiceover. So I don't know if a lot of people do that, but I do that. I don't sort my messages in groups and I I tend to read them one by one and delete. And then the next one comes in and then it tells me the subject. So I'm happy about that. But I wonder if anyone knows... When you're in the Native Mail app and you're in a message, they're replying or something, there's something up the top left-hand corner that's called Sheet Grabber or something button. It says Sheet Grabber or something. But when I double tap it, nothing happens. So I don't know what that is or if it's anything. Or Has anyone seen that? I don't know.
1: Hmm.
0: I haven't, I, but I, I don't use the regular mail app, but. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, but that's. It, I that. don't know what it, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'll mm. keep playing with it and see if I can figure, figure out what it is. I thought it might be like a share sheet, but when I double tapped on it, nothing really happened. Might, so I'm curious. It,
1: it might be about moving the, the message
0: around or something. Uh, Maybe it could be something along those lines. Maybe it is, but I, I can't. It seems elusive. It doesn't seem to be doing what I think, and I haven't found anything about that on anything. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Oh, keep an ear up, know. then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, thank you, though, and I do love also love your book. Two cool
4: things, and thanks, Mike. Um, you really did give me a very good overview, us oh, oh, good overview. Number one, <laughs> I have I changed the router setting. To make it easier to use, so that I could use two finger flick left and two finger flick right. But now you're telling me there's a new voiceover command using that. So is that going to if I update, is that going to screw me up using the router the way I've got it set now?
1: Well, I think what uh, as I understand it, your gesture selection would supersede that. Uh, So you would still get the your rotor. I would I would probably recommend you find alternative gestures just in case you th- later on find group navigation to be helpful. It looks like one of these features that is going to be, uh, especially for apps like weather. Um, so you might you might, uh, might want to before you update uh, get rid of those gestures that you've modified and find other ones uh, to do that. I love that.
4: that. I love that because I, I cannot do, I hate the radio turn it. I got so much stuff in my router. As, you know, you end up with so much stuff in there, and it's like I can't do it.
0: So well, you the, can leave it for now, I think. Okay. Hey? Yeah,
1: you you could leave it for now, and, and you could assign you know commands to the navigation grouping and ungrouping kind of thing too. So there's that route. Plus, the other thing you don't forget about the quick settings, right? You can set some of the stuff in your rotor up on mm-hmm. on your yeah. But quick I settings. still don't
4: like the dial. I still don't like the dial. So I so it was we went looking to find something that would work. That wasn't used, and there's so many not you, not that many not used that you know that were quick, easy steps. And this is, I had a friend of mine, we looked and yeah, and it yeah. we found it, and and we found one that I love. And it's like, huh, ah. <laughs> now's it, yeah. But I'm not a big person who goes into the weather app, so at this point, it might not be, in, you know, but it might become something as you say down the road.
1: Yeah. So, but like, like we say, like you could, you could leave your gestures in there and that probably stay uh, if, if they don't stay and they get overwritten, you can always put them back. Uh, you go into commands and you'd be going into. Uh, the find, na- something,
4: find something else is not used.
1: Yeah. Or, or, you know, yeah. And switch the navigation ones. Uh, you'd have to switch those over and then keep you you know, your rotor gestures to the two. Uh, two yeah. finger flicks left and right. So there are, yeah, there are always the, these alternatives uh, yeah. to approach no, these things.
4: Yeah. But I it was one of the ones I love, but number two on notifications, I, I do not disturb, you know, when you're, I just want one setting. So what, what I do, I could, I'm not, my phone is not my main phone. It's not my, my land, my, have a landline. When I go into a meeting, I turn on distra- Disturb. I don't want anything coming through on my, home, on my cell phone. Yes. So can I just turn on Do Not Disturb still regularly? And it would
1: yeah. and not you'd, have to worry. Yeah, what you do, it's just a little different. You'd go into the control center. You'd flick over to get to focus. You double tap on focus. And I believe the default is Do Not Disturb. I'm pretty sure that's the default focus. So selected. I've
4: always asked sorry to turn it on. So I mean, I won't be able to do that anymore.
1: Uh, you can, you can say, or you can say set focus to do not disturb. And it would do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. You can also go into settings, Louise, and under focus. Like, so what used to be called do not disturb in settings is called focus. And the top item in that is do not disturb. And I think if you double tap that. You yeah. Would turn there's, it an, on.
1: there's an on and off switch right there. So yeah. there, as always there, there's more than one way to approach these things and,
3: I just wanted to tell people that iOS 15.1 beta is already out. So <laughs> are you running reality. the betas?
0: Are you running the betas, Camille?
3: Me, I'm going to wait at least a month or two. Yeah.
0: Okay. You don't do that. Okay. Team. I've, never
3: mind.
1: I've, I've actually seen uh, uh, iOS 15 beta two is is being tested by oh, developers not. now. So yeah, oh, it's it's things are moving pretty quickly, and that's that's pretty typical. Usually. You know, in the first little bit after a major release, you're going to see some cleanup action, get rid of some of the bugs that are that people pounce on right away. Uh, and then later in the fall, of course, we have the big uh, addition of the uh, share play features that are going to emerge. Uh, so there, there's stuff that that's still in process uh, with this update, but it, at least it looks like the core stuff is, is really good and, uh, you know, not causing too many gripes and groans from people
0: uh i don't see another hand i noticed that there haven't been any new voices in a while uh for voiceover voices for some some sometimes we'll get like several one one ios i think we got like a whole bunch i can't remember which one (laughs) and i love that i like when there's new voices to kind of play with them but are were there any i didn't see any were there any new voices
1: not that I've noticed. I haven't sort yeah. of gone digging for those yet, uh, but I, yeah. I wasn't expecting any. Nothing prompted me to to think that there were new ones. Uh, I know there's some work done on making the Siri voices more responsive and you know the versions of them that we use on voiceover sort of more sort of adjustable. So I know that's been in process. I don't know quite how far oh, they I might have ab- try. advance that. But yeah. uh, that's certainly one thing uh, that that's that's ongoing at Apple, it seems. So yeah, but, but uh, as far as I know, nothing really new in terms of voices. It's it's all all the work uh, in in the accessibility seems to have been focused on, in enhancing the artificial intelligence and getting the descriptions better, getting the language processing better, things of that nature to really use this artificial intelligence on your device as, as much as they can to make your screen reader more powerful, which is really like no one else is doing that. Like that, that's one thing with Apple that, that I don't, I don't think anyone else has leveraged artificial intelligence cores on their phone to start doing that. <laughs> so so yeah. I
0: was also reading somewhere that someone said that recognizing text with their phone an iOS 15 was almost as good as seeing AI. And I don't know, is it yeah. just within the camera? Is that how they're doing it? I wasn't it's, sure. It's
1: in the camera. And its it, I think it's also, you can also do it with photos uh, that are already on your device. And you can do it uh, you know just pointing your phone around uh, at, at various things with the camera app. I think it has to be on. Jonathan Mosin actually did a demonstration on this. So I'll have to listen to it again. Yeah, I'll have uh, to listen to it. Back a few it. episodes of his podcast. It was like two or three episodes back. And uh, he went through that and, and he he kind of came to the conclusion that you want to hang on to apps like Seeing AI. Like it's, it's, it's nice to have, but for our kind of use case as blind people, uh, apps like Seeing AI and, uh, and, you know, things like that still have their place uh, voice stream scanner, things, things of that nature. Uh, you know, they're still better because they're specifically for, the, our purposes, whereas this live text, it's, it's designed for anyone uh, to just point like at a restaurant sign and say, get text off of that. Uh, if, it, if there's a, a website link or a phone number on that sign, you can double, you can tap and, and call or go to the website, things of that nature. So it's, it's more sort of designed for that sort of thing, but we can, it's one of these things that we can repurpose to our uses. If if we don't have anything else, if we haven't gotten any of the other apps and this is all we have, uh, it might be worth investigating, you know, give it, taking it for a spin, seeing how, you know, especially if you're good at aiming the camera and focusing on things. That's the other side of it is you really do have to sort of get a, a good understanding of how the camera focus works and, and how to sort of aim it at what you want it to tell you about.
0: Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one 877 You can follow our GTT blog at blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gtt-support plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.org.